you. This is Cruise Radio Rewind. Real reviews from real cruisers. Welcome to this weekend's episode of Cruise Radio Rewind. My name is Doug Parker. Happy to have you here, my friend. Cruise Radio Weekend, if this is your first time listening, it's a show that is a catch-all from our Thursday show, Cruise Radio, where if we don't get to answer a question or if more news pops up, we'll tackle it right here on Cruise Radio Rewind. Now that we have cruise lines giving us return-to-service dates and actually ships that are sailing on that date, I thought it would be a good time to bring on Dan Skelkin from TripInsurance.com because the landscape is definitely changing when it comes to travel insurance policies, and that doesn't matter if you buy it from the cruise line or from a third-party company. So Dan's here to talk to us about how everything is changing and to take a couple of your calls and also have a voice memo. By the way, if you want to send a voice memo or an email, you can do that at Doug at CruiseRadio.net. Hey, Dan. Hey, Doug. Hey, man. How's everything going? You hanging in there? Uh, we are. We are. We're doing our best. All of our staff are, are, are sheltered in place, so they're all working out of their house. And, and we're dealing with about 150 to 200 emails a day. Wow. And it's just been crazy. Uh, I, I've even been getting on the email and getting on the calls to, to help with customer service uh, because uh, it's, you know, if, if we're not working from five in the morning till almost 11 o'clock at night, we can't keep up with uh, with all the customer inquiries and all the support questions. So the cruise lines are starting a phased-in approach when it comes to returning to service. Carnival already said they're going to start with eight ships in August. How has the landscape in the travel insurance space changed since the pandemic? Are we seeing coverage being revised or limited? I think that we are. What the issue that's happening right now is that, that some of the insurance companies are adding a limit for pandemic coverage there they are excluding covid-19 as a known problem right now and so they're excluding that as uh, as something that uh, that they're not going to cover but uh, a lot of the companies haven't done that yet and and I'm glad um, neither US fire nor nationwide on our site have added any kind of restrictions for uh, corona coverage. Okay, so what if I book a cruise, I buy a policy, and then it changes a month from now, and my cruise is a year from now? Do I Am I still locked in under that original plan? Doug, it's an excellent question. Um, when you purchase the policy, they're going to issue a certificate of coverage to you, and they can't change that certificate of coverage after they've sold you the plan. That's your contract with the insurance company. And so you want to hang on to that. If they revise the plan, then they start selling a brand new plan that has new provisions. So the new, co- new customers that are purchasing a plan later may have different coverage features or different costs, et cetera. But your plan is locked in from the day you buy it. All right, Dan, our next question comes from Beth via an audio message. You can always email your voice memo to Doug at cruiseradio.net. My husband and I were supposed to cruise to Alaska this summer, but it was just canceled, so we rebooked for 2021. We bought a travel insurance policy when we first booked the cruise, so are we able to roll that policy over to our next cruise? All the travel insurance companies are being very flexible about changing travel dates in your plans. Uh, They don't want to lose the business. uh, They don't want to lose the premium. uh, And so most insurance companies uh, are allowing you to do that, but They also limit the total time that a policy can be open. So, for instance, U.S. Fire and Nationwide on our site limit it to 24 months. So you would need to travel within two years of your original purchase date for the policy. Now, when you extend the policy, 
check with the insurance company about what they will consider the initial deposit date because this affects the time-sensitive provisions in the plan like your pre-existing condition waivers or your cancel for any reason coverage. You want to confirm with them that they will continue to honor those aspects of the plan when they roll it over to your new travel dates. The issue here is what day you made your initial deposit. Was that day the day you made your uh, original deposit for the original trip? or when you rescheduled. So we have customers now that are purchasing completely new trips with new travel suppliers with their travel credits or airline credits. They've gotten these travel credits back and they want to change the trip entirely or have an entirely new cruise. Um, and, and they may have different trip costs and certainly different travel dates. They want to purchase a new travel insurance plan and they want cancel for any reason coverage. And certainly they want to have the pre-existing condition waiver. So U.S. and Fire and Nationwide have been fantastic with this issue. Uh, we check with their claims department and they tell us that they will accept the first rebooking date as the initial deposit date. And that enables the customer to get those time-sensitive provisions if they purchase their new insurance within 14 to 15 days of that rebooking. This might help break it down further too, Dan, because I'll use my example. I was supposed to go to Iceland and Greenland in June, and Carnival canceled my sailing. And now I'm rebooked for later on this summer on a new Carnival ship. Do I need to reach out to Trip Insurance to get this, re, I guess, rebooked? Absolutely. Okay. Um, all you do is you, you just send us an email to support at tripinsurance.com. Tell okay. us your new travel dates. Um, if you um, have updated trip costs, let us know. If the trip costs went down, um, we can um, modify your plan. And if your premium goes down, we refund the difference. If the, the uh, trip cost goes up, we can contact you. And uh, if there's additional premium that we need to collect, we can adjust the policy. But that's the best way to go about this. The landscape is changing, I mean, day to day around the world with all of this. Do you think we're going to see a rise in premiums post-COVID? I think so, particularly for uh, cancel for any reason plans. I think you're also going to see more restrictions built into these plans, in part because scientists are predicting that this may not be the only pandemic we see in our lifetime, that this sort of thing can happen. Uh, so the insurance companies are going to start adding provisions to restrict their, uh, their risks in these plans. Um, but that's going to take some time because the insurance companies to modify a plan or modify their rates are going to have to refile with all 50 states to do that, to make those changes. And that takes a lot of time and a lot of money on their part. So it's going to take a little bit of time, but I think by next year, you're going to see some changes in the plans. But based on potential rate changes and particularly feature changes of the plans, I think consumers are going to be much better off asking if their insurance plan can be rolled over to a new vacation. Even if you don't know when that vacation is, ask them to put a note in, can you put my plan on hold? And I'll, as soon as I rebook the vacation, I want to apply that original plan on the new vacation. Uh, I think they're going to get a much better value rolling um, their cruise into travel credits with the cruise company. Uh, and their airline, the flights are going to be cheaper. Most cruises are offering considerable bonus and travel credits towards a future cruise. So if you, with that, you can upgrade the cruise, you have more options. So likewise, with the travel insurance, your initial gut might be, well, I don't have a trip right now. Why don't I get a refund on my travel insurance? But 
just as the cruise companies are giving you a better value, you might actually have a better value hanging on to your current travel insurance plan and applying it to a future trip. Next question is from Tiffany in Georgia. Thank you for taking my call. I call in regarding if you find that claims are denied, are they normally paid? What are the red flags when looking at the fine print to figure out exactly what's covered in the policy? Well, first of all, if you're purchasing a new policy right now, make sure that they've not added a coverage medical limit for COVID-19. You should buy a plan that covers you if you get sick uh, from the pandemic for cancellation coverage prior to the departure, and also if you get sick during your vacation. That is one provision that some insurance companies are starting to add in. One of the most common issues that people think are a gotcha in travel insurance plans, but actually are, are just a situation that has never been covered by almost any plan that I know of in the marketplace. Your cruise gets canceled because of the pandemic or some other reason, but your flights are not canceled. And so people turn around to us and say, well, am I covered? You know, you know, will, will the travel insurance pay me back for my airline tickets? And unfortunately the cancellation of a cruise or a tour, like a African safari or something like that is not a covered reason to cancel your vacation in any plan that I know of. So people get very upset about this, and the only way that you could cover your airline tickets in this circumstance would be to buy a plan with cancel for any reason. Uh, And that's going to give you back at least 75% of the cost of your airline ticket. So I am suggesting that people, the way to eliminate gotchas in potential gotchas in a travel insurance plan is buy a cancel for any reason plan. It's more expensive, but man, it's it's the best coverage you can get. Pretty sure moving forward, the upsell game for cruise line travel insurance and airline travel insurance is going to be really strong. What should someone know the difference between a policy held by a carrier and then a company like with Nationwide that that you sell at tripinsurance.com? The biggest difference between buying your travel insurance from a cruise line or from the airline directly is that those commercial travel insurance plans specifically exclude coverage in the event that the travel supplier goes bankrupt. And I think this is a tricky time right now. We do not know how fast this market is going to recover. And if I were buying a vacation right now and there was a chance the company could potentially file for bankruptcy that would tie up my deposit or I'd lose my deposits, I'd want a plan that that included that provision. And the way to get it is to buy from a third-party comparison site like tripinsurance.com. That's probably the most significant issue that I'm seeing right now. Okay. A couple of weeks ago, we had Richard on, and he was talking about the potential of seeing these mobile ICU pods at different ports of call throughout the Caribbean. But to utilize them, it would require you to have a certain type of evacuation insurance to be flown home. Is evacuation insurance something that comes standard in a policy? Every comprehensive travel insurance policy sold in the market uh, includes evacuation coverage. Uh, And this may be critical if you're caught with COVID-19 overseas and you need to get home. You may be in a country that doesn't even have a ventilator. And um, this is the biggest financial risk for anyone traveling is that medical evac. Uh, We have seen medical evac claims well north of 100,000, a quarter of a million dollars. 
And so, uh, and those are the sorts of things where I've seen families where they had to, to mortgage two houses in the family to get their mother out of a situation wow. with, with medical evac because they didn't have coverage. Mm-hmm. So this is an area where you buy a comprehensive travel insurance plan uh, and, and you'll be covered for that. And along those same lines, moving forward, do you think that travel insurance is going to be standard, like the new norm? Doug, I think it's. I, I think that there's going to be an awful lot of countries that are going to require you to have uh, at, at least medical coverage um, as part of a travel insurance plan uh, as a requirement. Right now, people don't realize this. The United States requires um, medical coverage if you are required to have a visa to visit the United States. They want proof of medical coverage before you come here. Uh, I believe that all of the European countries are likely to uh, implement the same thing because their government-sponsored medical programs have just been decimated by this, uh, this virus. And so they're not willing to take the risk to have somebody come from out of the country and they might have to, to, to financially support their medical care. A lot of the people believe that what's going to happen in the industry is that in order for you to travel, you're going to have to have proof of medical coverage. That is definitely the case going to Cuba. Cuba requires a certificate of proof that you've got medical coverage inside the country. And um, there are an awful lot that are going to require it. I think the other thing that's going to dramatically change is that they're going to start requiring certificates of vaccination. The same way there's a lot of countries that have problems with yellow fever, for instance, that want a proof of a vac- vaccination before you come to, come to the country. I believe you're going to have to show proof of vaccination to enter countries uh, that you've got the COVID-19 vac- vaccination. It may be interesting. Cruise ships may require it. Um, I, I don't know. Have you Have you heard much going on in the cruise industry right now in terms of, 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 requirements or screenings or things like that that they're planning on doing? You know, nothing in stone, but that's going to be a whole different story when it comes to getting vaccinated and the pushback from the anti-vaxxers and all that. So it'll be interesting to see how that develops moving forward. Right. Along those lines, if you were had a little too much to drink, say, and you were heading back to your cabin and you slipped and broke your leg or whatever, would you be excluded from coverage? Almost every travel insurance plan that I know of excludes coverage based on intoxication. Um, you know, if you fell overboard or, or you, had a, you, uh, you broke your leg or fell down the stairs or something like that, um, and you end up in the infirmary, if there's a medical report and the, and the doctor says that one of the reasons for the accident was because you were inebriated, the travel insurance company will refuse it. And I got to tell you, a broken leg or a broken arm on board a ship is really expensive. I've seen the claims. It's it, that's a tough one. So I, we do recommend people be careful about how much they're drinking. I've been reading a lot lately too that a lot of the credit cards are starting to drop their insurance, their travel insurance protection they would offer their clients. Yes, and 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 honestly, unless you really read those plans carefully, and unless you're buying, you know, a an absolute platinum level card, mm-hmm. the the coverage is is pretty limited. Uh, and and it's only and it only covers what you've actually purchased on that card itself. Um, some have medical evac, but pretty low limits. So I would be careful about that. A lot of people figure, well, just because I bought it on my credit card, I'm I'm going to be covered. Or I'm going to be covered for trip cancellation. If you actually look at the wording in the plans, the actual covered reasons are are pretty minimal. 
Um, there are a couple of covered reasons right now that are built into a few plans that that that, uh, that are in, for instance, the U.S. Fire Platinum and Gold plan on our site, like mechanical breakdown of a common carrier. If they take a ship out of commission, mm-hmm. particularly to clean it for COVID or whatever, that's a covered reason for cancellation. Um, if you get furloughed or laid off, that's a covered reason for cancellation. Uh, and um, it's not clear those provisions are going to be there in your credit card um, insurance. Last question here. It says, not cruise-related, but I just bought a camper and planning to take a two-week road trip to Yellowstone National Park and Glacier National Park in late August. We normally only cruise. What coverage options should we look for on a road trip instead of a cruise? In particular, will we need cancel for any reason because we won't have any flights or hotels involved with this? Well, the cancel for any reason, the reason to get cancel for any reason, it lets you change your mind and cancel the trip. But cancel for any reason is not going to cover you on the road trip itself because in order to invoke the cancel for any reason provision, you would have to cancel your trip at least 48 hours before departure. So that's really not going to help you on your trip. There are some plans on the market that will cover you in the event that you get into an automobile accident on the way to your vacation. And that becomes a covered reason for cancellation. And I think that's a pretty important one. The other thing that I really like that that people hadn't considered is that travel, the medical coverage in a travel insurance plan is typically primary coverage and uh, it will, uh, there's no deductibles involved. So if you get hurt on your vacation, particularly on a ski trip or something, something like that, or you go down to Florida and get hurt or cut or something like that, the travel insurance is going to cover you, the medical, um, particularly your um, deductibles and things like that, uh, in a coordinated benefit with your existing medical coverage. Yeah, we never really talk about coverage outside of cruising, but I'm sure a lot of people are going to stick on land until they're comfortable cruising, until something happens or a vaccine or whatever it's going to be that makes them feel comfortable to get back onto a cruise ship. Do you see a lot of people buying travel insurance for like road trips in the U.S. and all of that? We do, Doug. And I think that we're going to see an increase of that, particularly to cover um, deposits they make on, say, a vacation rental or a VRBO or Airbnb or something like that. Mm-hmm. We can cover those non-refundable uh, trip deposits with our travel insurance, and it's an effective way to uh, to cover your vacation. I think you're going to see a lot more of that. The other thing that that when it comes to cruising specifically, we recommend people always insure door to door. Don't just insure your cruise. Let's say that you're you're taking a cruise out of Fort Lauderdale and you're planning on driving there. Um, uh, insure door to door, or if you're flying to your cruise destination, make sure that you insure door to door because if you insure just the cruise, then they're going to consider that the start of your trip. And so if something happens that causes you to miss the cruise, you're going to lose that coverage benefit of being able to to cancel for a covered reason. Dan, thank you for answering these questions and not to um, increase your email load, but if someone has a question to ask you, how can they get a hold of you? Email to support at tripinsurance.com. And uh, we're going to do our best to get it answered as quickly as we possibly can. We're we're doing our best to stay up on top of these emails, and uh, we hope everybody stay safe and, and dreams of future travel. I know you've been extremely busy. Thanks for carving out the time this weekend. Doug, my pleasure.
A lot of information packed into that 20 minutes there. If you have someone who could benefit from hearing this information and how the landscape is going to change and constantly changing moving forward when it comes to traveling and a travel insurance policy, please do pass this episode along to them. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us, and we'll talk to you on Thursday. Stay safe and protect your neighbors. Take care. During these difficult times for the travel industry, Cruise Radio stands behind the men and women who work so hard to bring our vacation dreams to life. From the captains and crew to travel agents, tour operators, vendors, and port employees, we offer a sincere thank you on behalf of the thousands of guests whose lives you impact each and every day. 